intro is starting if you want to hear it. sound guy now <laughs> perfect cheers thank you thanks for having me of course i'm super excited to just chat with you and get to know you a little bit i feel like i know you without even knowing you really so, yeah i don't know <laughs> like you you've been a part of a lot of projects with a lot of good friends of yeah. mine and i would say good friends more like good confidants mm -hmm. and um They're good so people. it's pretty cool to meet you because yeah, they only surround themselves with good people so yeah. you're probably one of them i hope so and we'll find out we <laughs> we'll got, find we got out. like 90 minutes or i so. know about yeah. so you can tell me how you feel at the end you're like okay. actually you're pretty shitty <laughs> <laughs> all right so it'll be in the started. comment section <laughs> you should actually put this on the actual podcast by the way uh, yeah. maybe well, it's, it's, it's an intro. okay it's good recording. um well everybody welcome back to date and debate i'm your host andrea and today i am with jimmy collins um, I feel like I also know you. Uh, Jimmy is a really good friend of my friends of All Have a Double and Christiana, aka my pitch team. Um, and I've I actually heard about you for the first time on their podcast where you talked about your fiance and all that stuff mm -hmm. and your your love story. So we're gonna dive into that okay, a little later. Okay, I figured um, that was coming. <laughs> it is a dating podcast. It is, so. Yeah, I was gonna say if we don't, then there should be a debate about this podcast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> But before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about you. Who's Jimmy? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> uh, so question. my name is Jimmy Collins. Um, I am 36 years old, born December 26, okay. 1984. So a Capricorn. Okay. Um, I... Uh, Lived in several places. I was born in North Carolina, lived in Virginia for a while, but I call Texas home. Virginia? What part? I used to live in Virginia too. Middle Lothian, okay. right outside of Richmond. Yeah, yeah. Until like I was like eight years old. Okay. Yeah. I lived in Alexandria. Oh, okay. That's part. like more DC, like yeah. right near DC. Yeah. I got a couple uncles and aunts that live near there. Yeah. Um, so moved to Texas when I was about eight, nine years old and all the way through high school. Um, so it's, it's my home. My parents live here. Um, and I went to college down in New Orleans oh, at Loyola University. Bet that was fun. It was fun. It <laughs> was fun. Um, when you visit on your uh, college tour and they tell you you can legally drink at 18 in your private residence, oh, it's wow. definitely uh, uh, a motivation. That and the scholarship that was provided, academic, okay. by the way. Oh, so, look at you. So from, that's where I fell in love with the alcohol industry. Mm -hmm. So I started bartending down in New Orleans um, in 2005, right after Katrina, mm -hmm. and um, just loved to serve, loved to help other people, and uh, wanted to go into like hotel, restaurant management, and all that. Mm -hmm. um, started applying to all the big ones, Marriott, Hilton, et cetera, et cetera. And let me know if I'm talking too no, much. No, okay. Turns out you got to work the overnight shift to make 19 grand a year. <laughs> so I said, that doesn't sound quite Fun. what I was looking for <laughs> when I was pulling in more in college mm -hmm. and fell across the opportunity to join Southern Glazers wine and distributor. Mm -hmm. So it's one of the largest in the country, but um, may or may not be aware, but there's a three tier system since prohibition established in 1923 where any winery or distillery or brewery has to sell to a distributor mm -hmm. and then distributor delivers to the retail accounts, on-premise accounts, specs, et cetera, here in Texas. So I joined them for three years and then Precept Wine, which is based out of uh, Seattle, mm -hmm. Northwest Wines. And then when I was 27, they moved me to Chicago. So I was in Dallas until then, moved to mm -hmm. Chicago, spent three years in Chicago where I joined uh, Bonfi Vintners, they asked me to move back to Dallas, which I was happy to, and which kind of gets into where we were saying, like, um, 
like what I think about Dallas mm-hmm. in general. So like I was so eager to leave Dallas when I was 20, let's see here, 27. That's pretty normal when you've lived in a place for such a long time. Well, I mean, I went to New Orleans. Okay, I came well, back. Yeah, right. So like 22, 27, like my, yeah. my years You did have of, a four-year break. Yeah, yeah. I did have a four-year break, but it's like I was so eager to leave because like um, I thought for at that time that there was, I didn't have any really strong connections and mm-hmm. good friends and there was a little bit of that pretentiousness that Dallas kind of gets a bad rap for sometimes. Yeah. I went to Chicago, had an amazing time, made some good friends up there. But when I came back at 30, I appreciated Dallas so much more mm-hmm. because I knew who I was a lot more mm-hmm. and then surrounded myself with people that were like-minded. Yeah. That's where Christiana was like right at that exact same time. Okay. A how lot did of the you, good friends I have. Christiana? I think it was... Probably at an event. Dallas Millennials <laughs> okay. Club back yeah. in the day, and she uh, needed a, a Prosecco sponsor or something mm-hmm. like that. <clears throat> can't remember how I was introduced, but um, yeah, that's where it all started, mm-hmm. and then it kind of transpired from there, and I think we've known each other now at least four years. I've been back six years now, mm-hmm. so yeah, four to five years. That's awesome. Um, so now I'm currently with a company called Zamora Company, um, Wine and Spirits, so for predominant of my career, 12 years of it was wine, mm-hmm. and now I'm jumping into spirits a little mm-hmm. bit and trying them out. Yeah, so, I've heard that, I've seen the Carajillo. Carajillo. <laughs> I've seen the billboard. Yeah. And I know because of like, when you're out with the guys, if I'll have a double, you guys talked about that. And yeah. It's been like, yeah, so that's like, that's what their namesake, that's what mm-hmm. Zamora's namesake is, is uh, Le Cor 43, okay. or Cuarenta y Tres. <laughs> um, it's from Cartagena, Spain, and it's drink strategy, and really what makes it so special is how well it pairs with coffee and espresso. Mm-hmm. So equal parts, Le Cor 43, espresso or cold brew. Shake it up, strain it over ice. It is delicioso. Okay, well, I'll have to try it. Yeah, it's kind of like um, equated to like the mature vodka Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't drink that <laughs> shit anymore, but, you know, I will have a Catahio yeah. on a daily diet. So it's a great brunch cocktail. Pick me up. Nice. Yeah, you make it at home. Okay, I'll have to try it. Yeah. So what did you bring us today? Today we're oh. drinking... So like I, it's really good actually. This white wine is what yeah. Kind of white wine is so um, I brought wine and whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, I just figured I didn't know what your taste profile was or I, what I you drink, drink at home. I what do you drink at home? Wine. I'm a wine person. Wine, My dad like is a wine connoisseur. White wine or red wine or. Uh, it depends on the time of year, mm-hmm. or it depends on like the mood that I'm in. But mainly, I drink a lot. I drink a lot of white. But lately, I've been into the red, especially when it's like cold outside. Isn't it funny? So I was in the wine business for a long time. When someone asks you, what's your favorite wine? Hmm. And I'm like... Ugh. All of them. <laughs> well, it's not that. It's like, where am I? Who am I with? What am I doing? What's my mood? Yeah. That's my favorite wine at that point in time. Yeah. If I had to like narrow it down to like a single varietal, mm-hmm. it would be Pinot Noir for me. Okay. Just because if you line up like five Pinot Noirs next to each other... Mm-hmm. I don't have a great palate. I used to smoke cigarettes. I don't anymore, Allie. <laughs> um, I drink a shit ton of coffee. So mm-hmm. my palate isn't great, but you can tell the differences in five Pinot Noirs next to each other. Like each mm-hmm. one's so distinct. Yeah. And if it's like five Cabernets or five Merlots or something like that. Yeah. And then I, I'm a, I'm a, I'll drink rosé all day. Oh, me too. <laughs> in the summer? Day. Are you kidding yeah. me? Like by the pool, a nice rosé. Yeah. But I like, so I got a little spoiled when I went to Paris probably like five years ago or so, or maybe more, seven years ago. And they have this rosé that they were serving at the restaurant, just their house rosé. And it was from Cote de Provence. And I can't remember the exact name of the wine, but it was from that province. And I was like, every time I buy rosé, it has to be from Cote de Provence. Provence. Yes, it has They make to the be best rosés. The best. By the far. best, the best. And, but it's funny, if when you're in France or you're in Italy how much better it tastes there. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, a wine that might cost $20 here is, like, $8 there, and it yeah. just tastes it's better. Well, you got to think about the transportation it takes yeah. to get from there to here. So it's just, 
Um, I love, I, what I love about wine is like at the end of the day, it's agriculture, Mm -hmm. like how the weather occurs that year, how the seasons fall, um, whether you get pesticides running through your vineyards can Mm -hmm. affect each and every aspect of it. And one bottle that we're drinking today, which I'll talk about, Mm -hmm. and the, this is 2019 vintage. The 2018 is a completely different product Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. Because the elements affect it. Yeah. Unsimilar to like a distillery where everything is right, controlled, breweries controlled, mm-hmm. um, wine, you better have money before you go into it. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. Yeah. It's a, it's definitely a love language. Yeah. Um, my dad, um, I grew up drinking wine very early. Um, and my dad is a wine lover and he's written books and articles and he's traveled and all about like, and he's talked a lot about wine. He knows a lot about wine. I don't. I didn't. I only knew. I only learned how to drink it, not how to like really taste it and appreciate it. I'm just like, just give me the alcohol. Yeah. But he's. I mean, it sounds when you when I hear you talk, I like. I'm like, that's my dad talking. What uh, like he made a career out of it? No, it was just more like a hobby. Yeah. Um, and he's just loved it his entire life. He also started very young to like appreciate wines. Um when I believe when he was working as a waiter in New York city. Um, mm-hmm. and that's when he started and he's, just you know, it's funny. It's like I was it. talking, I, cause I was, I hadn't eaten before I came here today. I had a oh, banana. Don't get drunk. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I was like, I, I got to show up early. So I like, while I arrived here at six fifty six for a mm-hmm. 7 PM appointment, <laughs> I was actually at that little whiskey bar next door mm-hmm. at like six fifteen, mm-hmm. And I like, um, I had to eat. Was that where I was going with that? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, to that end, uh, yeah, I've never considered myself a wine sommelier mm-hmm. or like someone that understands everything about wine. Mm-hmm. I just like, have you ever, I appreciate things that I can't do. Mm-hmm. So you ever, uh, I'm, I can't sing. I can't play instruments. I have no real like liberal talents mm-hmm. or like talents in general. <laughs> Um, but I'm really good at judging talent. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like the Simon Cowell of America, okay. or at for, least, for wines or and at least uh, my address, um, to where I can appreciate a really, really good wine and yeah. know what's good and what isn't, but not tell you much about it. But yeah. what we're drinking today is called Ramon Bilbao. Mm-hmm. It is from the Rias Bias region of Spain. Okay. Um, most well known for the indigenous grape Albarino. Okay. Ooh. That's what we're having today. Okay. They have a whole it's line of, of wines. You know, they have Albarino, Crianza, Reserva, Gran Reserva, mm-hmm. and then all the way up to their Mirto, which is their super special little 100% Tempranillo. But it's this wine that Spaniards drink. Mm-hmm. So we actually did a study, and it's the most consumed wine in Spain. Oh, really? Valve. But in the U.S., hasn't even touched any surface yet. Like it's so small. We don't know about wine here. We're not. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying <laughs> the wine market's not there, but Ramon Bilbao hasn't made its statement yet. Okay. And a lot of trends take time. Like um, Rosé mm-hmm. from Provence. Mm-hmm. It was popular in in Europe before it came here. Yeah. And it was actually popular in New York before it came to Dallas. Yeah. You know, That's like there likely. is like trends that move along. Yeah. Um, but what is unique about this product is, it's just, it's quality. I mean, what do you get from yeah, the, delicious. what do you get from the nose? <laughs> okay. Come on, let's try it. What's your dad's name? Camilo. Camilo. <laughs> Camilo. Smell a little bit of green apple. You would be correct. Oh, really? <gasps> yeah. See, so I do know something. Get a little apricot, maybe? Let me see. Maybe. I don't smell the apricot. It's very, like, heavy on the citrus mm-hmm. side, so, like, the green apple. A little bit of orange, maybe? Yeah. What's cool about uh, wine is there is no wrong answer. Hmm, that's true. It smells like waffles. I know we don't have a, a format or anything, but yeah. uh, I think you might have heard me on some other podcast. Is that yeah. right? And, I heard you uh, all have a double, and I heard you talk about your... I was a little more intoxicated on that okay. one, so... <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, but, no, let's talk about... So, you've been in this business for a very long time, and you're, yeah, you're an entrepreneur. Years. 
right? Or do you work for, I, you say you work for a company. I work for a company. I'm not going to say I'm an entrepreneur. Um, it's an end game for me, but, mm -hmm. but no, I'm loyal to the company I work for. Okay. Yeah. So does this job obviously require you to be heavily involved in like the bar and restaurant scene, be out and about a lot? It, it does. Um, I think right now at my level, I'm a little bit more on um, the strategic decisions okay. and kind of the back end. How do you become profitable mm -hmm. and also make money, but also build brands mm -hmm. at the same tune? Like if you forget to go back to the street level and have that connection with the customer, then mm -hmm. you, you don't deserve to advance any further. Yeah. So, so by I, I, it's kind of a healthy blend of all of that. Yeah. I have a team here in Texas, um, a market manager in DFW, activation manager DFW, mm -hmm. and then two in Houston. And I think like my number one objective is to not only inspire my team and to create that team first atmosphere, but also to be front of mind with my distributor, which is Southern Glazers. Mm -hmm. um, fantastic people, but they have thousands of brands they can sell. Yeah. Why would they sell yours? Yeah. So at the end of the day, and I learned this from a previous CEO at a company I worked with, if there's the three most important things in business are relationships, relationships, <laughs> And relationships. Mm -hmm. So, like that, if if that was my superpower, like my strength, that's what I I strive to be better at. Mm -hmm. Because whether it pays off in five days, five months, five years, twenty years down the line, if you give without expectation of reciprocation, positive results happen. That's yeah. what I found over time, and I found that. You should read this book. It's called Give and Take by Adam Grant. Okay. It talks about that. It talks about how well the top 10% of any success ladder and the top 10% of the bottom of, it, of the success ladder, whatever defines success, however you will, mm -hmm. are either givers or takers. Okay. So there's givers at the bottom that are pushovers. They let people take advantage of them. They do not meet what their, their possibilities are because they just let other people bring them down. There's takers at the bottom where they screw people over and they get found out they're at the bottom 10%. Yeah. There's takers at the top, you know, that cutthroat, they might say, uh, in a man's world, they <laughs> did what they could to get by. They wouldn't mind screwing someone over. Mm -hmm. But those takers at the top, this book provides so many cool examples of tragic falls, mm. whether it's personally or professionally. Okay. If it happens at the age of 62 or the age of 87, that person did not die happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then there are givers at the top 10%. Mm -hmm. As mentioned before, that give without any expectation of reciprocation. Mm -hmm. That just yields so many positive results, not only personally, but professionally. Yeah, It works out for you if you just see what you can do to help the person next to you. Like I get so excited when someone gets promoted Yeah. and some people get jealous. Yeah. It's so sad. Like I, I just don't get it. Shouldn't it shouldn't be that way Yeah. 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 I'm the same. That reminds me of a book called the servant that I read um, uh -huh. before I became a leader. And it was like in my process of also when I, in, in my career. And it's also a little bit about that, like how just like serving people can bring like so many, like we're born to serve, we're born to help, we're born to give. So yeah, that's kind of like a line. So speaking about relationships, you are in a relationship right now. I am. You are engaged. I'm engaged. <laughs> His face just light, lit up. No. Like, I'm engaged. Um, how long have you been engaged for? We got engaged um, February 2020. Oh. And then the pandemic happened. Lovely. Yes. <laughs> so we still like each other after quarantine. That's so great. that was a good sign. That's awesome. Um, now we got engaged in Hawaii. So oh, that's fun. pretty cool. Yeah. So let's rewind a little bit on your love life. Okay. So before, what's your fiance's name? Uh, Alexandra, but she goes by Allie mm -hmm. Veldman. All right. So before Allie, mm -hmm. what was your, what's your history? Oh, uh, no, I was a, I was, I was a kind of a playboy. <laughs> 
I wouldn't say playboy. Like I wasn't like I always respected women and treated mm -hmm. them with respect, but I was very career oriented. Mm -hmm. Probably most I had like plans in place of what I wanted, where I wanted to be by the age of 30. And unfortunately, a girl was not part of that. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, like I'm if I met Allie at that point in time, we might not be engaged right now. Mm -hmm. But it's like I needed to grow up and kind of figure out who I was, what I wanted, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, so before that, I, w I, I, I would date. Uh, I'd rarely be in a relationship. If I was, it no lasted no longer than six months. Mm -hmm. That was pretty much how it went. Because a lot of it was I didn't want to waste someone else's time. Mm -hmm. Some people will stay in stuff just to stay in it. But yeah. no, I was just like, yeah, Your you're, not, you're, you're not the one. I'll yeah. put it that way. Yeah. And I used to say that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but it was true. So that's kind of where I was before. Mm -hmm. Even when I met Allie, I was kind of that way, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely tried to get with her the first time I met her. Yeah. It did not work out, but no, I was still kind of that way. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when, let's go to how you guys met. When did you meet her? Oh, okay. So this is a good one. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. No, you're good. So, uh, it was my sister's wedding. Mm -hmm. um, one of my best friends. She's my younger sister. She was getting married in North Carolina, Wilmington. And um, it was like May 3rd, three years ago. So almost three years ago. So what is that? 20, 20, 20 what's time? What's time? What time is like a construct, <laughs> man. So that's um, like what? What year are we in? 2021? 20, okay, it's so 2018. 2018. All right. So uh, uh, flying back. So I took, I was single. I took my good friend, Travis Kern. Do you know him? No. Took Travis Kern to the wedding as my wedding date okay. for my sister's wedding. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were flying back. Uh, we had to fly from Raleigh to Dallas. We mm -hmm. had a direct flight. Travis and I were wearing matching ponchos. Which we had purchased again, single life. <laughs> um, and we were sitting there in the airport. And we struck up a conversation with these two um, older ladies, um, a little bit somewhat elderly, mm -hmm. that were trying to fly back to Dallas for a family emergency that had happened. They were, uh, I can't remember where they were from. I want to say like West Virginia or something. Um, anyways, they had did not have a direct flight. They were flying from. Raleigh to St. Louis to Dallas. Mm -hmm. And so Travis and I had this look at each other and we're like, all right, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> and so we gave up our seats. Oh, how nice Yeah, you guys. to these two ladies to fly direct to Dallas to arrive by like eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. And we took the one to St. Louis arriving at midnight. So we get to St. Louis. Um, me and Travis, the flight gets delayed uh, again. So like, <laughs> lovely we end up at i want to say it was a, yeah it was a vino volo in mm -hmm. the same you know you've seen those mm -hmm. on the airports mm -hmm. in st louis airport and uh it was me and travis sitting at the bar next to each other it was a young lady like i would say six seats away like around the corner of the bar mm -hmm. sitting over there with her laptop open working mm -hmm. this was like you know, eight o'clock at night on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And uh, first thing I said, I said, uh, what did I say? I said, I said, uh, how you doing over there? Busy? <laughs> something <laughs> like that, like something <laughs> stupid. And I'm and Travis is to my left, so closer to Allie. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, no, I was just here for a friend's birthday party. Um, later do we find out that she actually got drunk at brunch and postponed her flight from earlier in the day to later in the day. So like, so you were like all yeah, that's my girl. signs say, no, all signs say that we were not supposed to meet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to be in Dallas by eight o'clock. She was yeah. supposed to be in Dallas by eight o'clock from St. Louis. And somehow, mm -hmm. some way we all ended up in the same place. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I say, uh, yeah, no, we're flying back to Dallas. She's like, oh, me too. I said, yeah, this is my wedding day, Travis. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're just uh, flying back. And I was like, struck up a conversation. You know, I threw out my charm and all that. And um, 
I think then she ended up coming around to the other side of the bar and hanging out with us. And Travis is a very personable guy, mm-hmm. um, non-threatening. Like he's much better looking than me. And so I probably came over for Travis. <laughs> Anyways, um, we struck up a conversation. We ended up sitting on the same row on our Southwest flight back. Okay. So it's pick your own seat. Mm-hmm. I had a status. They had. I saved it. I put the you know blankets across. Yeah. And um, so Allie sits in the middle. I'm in the window, and Travis is in the aisle. He's a tall man. Mm-hmm. And uh, great flight home. Like cracking up. Back when drinks could be served on a I plane. Know. Like those were the days. You know what's it's so. I don't want to get off a tangent, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> but, like, you can serve water. You can't serve alcohol. That doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. <laughs> doesn't make sense. Uh, anyway, she's, like, gets all flirty with me. Like, she's, like, touching my leg and oh. stuff and, like, all this. And then I, uh, I end up going to the bathroom. We're in the back of the plane. Mm-hmm. Going to the bathroom, and she asked Travis, she's, like, you guys are gay, right? <laughs> She thought we were gay because I said, this is my wedding date. We're wearing matching ponchos. Yeah, I mean, I probably would have thought the same thing. I was like, I was like, I got this in the bag. She's just like, she's getting all flirty with me and like, she's way too comfortable. Oh my God. She was just thinking that you were gay. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, pretty funny. Um, anyways, we land. <laughs> No, I come back from the bathroom. I find out what happened, and uh, she was, like, very stunned that we weren't gay. Yeah. Got her number. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, because I was a single idiot, I was like, hey, you want to come back and smoke some weed in my place? Like, it'll be great, whatever. But yeah. uh didn't work out. Then we went on a date uh, a couple weeks later and say love V. But, the rest um, is history. So what... Was it about Allie that was different from the rest of the girls? It wasn't love at first sight. Mm-hmm. Like they say that's out there. Like I don't, I didn't experience that. Mm-hmm. Like at that time, I think it was um, uh, someone's like, I'm always about talking to new people and figuring out if there is compatibility. Um, what turned the needle for me, I would say was uh, she's like, so much smarter than me (laughs) (laughs) and um like she's driven first of all she's beautiful Mm -hmm. by the way she's beautiful every beautiful is very subjective but to me she is very beautiful but like all of these lead towards that hotness Mm -hmm. for me um she's intelligent she's um like incredibly kind. She's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, she's vulgar. Um, the perfect package. I don't know. I think it's one of those where I've dated numerous different types of girls. I'll tell mm-hmm. you. So the girl before Allie was mm-hmm. like a yogi. Okay. Like uh, from Utah. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to go I into know. the whole story, but basically, like. You don't seem like you're into all that yogi kind of lifestyle to me. Yeah, I no, I I am a yogi. Oh, you are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm then. big on yoga. Okay. I think it's then. a very good thing. All right, all right. But I'm not a, like a yogi. Yeah. No, I mean, no. There's a difference between being into yoga and doing yoga than being like a yogi. No, yoga serves a purpose, right, a right. really good purpose, yeah. and it's like I'm more into keep meditation. my crazy brain under yeah. control. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, so like I would, I had these different kinds of relationships along the way. I think with Allie, it was so gradual, but like gradually fast. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden I realized she lived in Addison at the time, which mm-hmm. is, if you don't know, like 20 minutes north of Dallas. And I was living downtown um, in Travis's building. Mm-hmm. And I just found that myself, I would go there and I wouldn't leave. And I just ended up being there all the time, or mm-hmm. she'd be with me all the time. And it was very gradual. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we ever eventually said, will you go out with me? It was right. just like assumed just kind like, of yeah. thing. Um, and I'm pretty risky. Like, I've taken risks before that have not turned out well, but like, I asked her to go to Iceland with me within like two months. Wow. Yeah. So we went I to Iceland loved and Iceland. 
It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And we didn't go long enough. I, I went for five days and it was not long enough. Well, no, I went three days and then I went Switzerland, Belgium, and then I came back and spent like a day and a half there. Yeah. But yeah, not, not long enough. Yeah. And I think like, I think it was also me too, right? Because mm-hmm. as mentioned before, if I had met Allie five years prior to when I met her, would it have turned out the same way? Yeah. So you were. I don't believe in like, like absolute soulmates like from the beginning. I believe that's very possible, and it happens all the time. Probably with high school sweethearts, and like my grandparents are an example of that. They like married in nineteen and like were in love until they died. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. With Allie, I felt that it just kind of it formed into that. It wasn't. It was just it turned out to be something where I just respected her so much that like, and she just became my best friend. Yeah. It's like when they say, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. Like, did you feel that? Like, I don't think there was an actual like 100% moment. Uh, there is like, I'm it, like in my memory right now, mm-hmm. I can see myself sitting on the couch, looking at her like in absolute infatuation and her oh. not even knowing it. Yeah. That was probably the moment. I just can't pinpoint a date yeah. or anything, you know? Yeah. But it happened at, yeah, and not that long. I mean, we were together living in separate places, and then our next lease was up. We moved in together. Because mm-hmm. I think we're at that point, too, where I'm 30, probably five at the time, and she was, she's four years younger, so she's 31 at the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, first of all, if I'm ever going to get married, I want to live with someone before I even oh, propose. absolutely. Like, I think that's absolutely. an absolute no-brainer. Yes. So I was like, fuck it, we're at each other's places all the time. Like, Why not? Let's just do this, mm-hmm. give it a real shot. And then living together and, and then quarantine. still well, loving each other yeah. and like not getting pissed off at each other's like farts and stuff. <laughs> like, like That's there's when a you lot. know. Yeah, it's when you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's when you know. I don't know. It's like, I think it's, there's still so much more to come, mm-hmm. but it's like who, like who can be like your ride or die? Who can you like bounce ideas off of and yeah. like value their opinion? Like who can like challenge you to be better? Yeah. Like I said before, she's smarter, more driven. She does like AI software sales for some healthcare loom, like AI or whatever. And I don't understand half the conversations <laughs> she's having. She's one of the best salespeople surgeons I've ever met. And I continue to like wonder what I bring to the table. And I think that's a good thing to not mm-hmm. feel like you're bringing more to the table than your partner yeah. at all times. Like that, that the yogi, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, these dinners cost money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just go out every weekend. Like if yeah. you're not going to pay for any of it or anything, yeah. I'm not saying like just because no, Allie has saying, a like, real it has job. To be, it's a team, yeah. you know, you're yeah. a team and it's, it's not that one gives more than the other. It's just, it's like a balance. Like sometimes it's you, sometimes it's Allie. You know what I mean? It's like you keep that balance going, oh, yeah. but it's healthy and it's understood, you know? I, I think something too, it's like, if, if we weren't together, like all of a sudden say, God, you know, something happened and we broke up. I think I mentioned this on that podcast you might've heard, but she's so resilient. She would, survive and be fine Mm -hmm. there's something to be said for someone that doesn't need you but chooses you yeah absolutely does that make sense 100 percent. yeah i think that we all strive for that you know yeah to have that person that we want or vice versa that wants us that chooses us yeah but doesn't doesn't need us right someone should come into your life to complement your life to add to your life not to take away or to fulfill something that's missing you know, it's mm-hmm. someone that's coming into your life and bringing more joy, more, you know, like you said, you were inspired by her. She's driven. So she inspires you to be better. Yeah. You know, she brings more to your life. She's yeah. not filling something that you, not a void that's there. Because sometimes when we use people to fill voids, that's when we come dependent on them. Yeah. She's like opening up other voids in me, like <laughs> that I need to fill myself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. like, I need to be better at this. No, it's interesting. And what's cool is, so like I'm 36 now. I've never been one to live by a timeline. And it Mm -hmm. sounds like we're living by a timeline right now (laughs) because she's 32. 
oh, if you don't get married within the next three years. Yeah, I fucking hate that. And I always hated that. I also know that if someone, I'm going to be a great father, Mm -hmm. and if someone's going to be the mother of my children, I want that person to be someone like Allie. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, of course. Yeah, because you got to find, and then it kind of, there's going to be ups and downs no matter what, but like I think you got to have that connection. So everything you just said, I will say that a lot of single girls that are probably listening to this are like, that's what I want. So you're definitely giving some people hope. But I also want to talk about the engagement. Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) So when did you decide that you were like, I am proposing? This is happening. I was so nervous. I bet. Oh, I, I honestly didn't really even know. Like people are like, even to the point of doing it, like still nervous. Mm -hmm. I asked, uh, her dad and brother, Mm -hmm. her brother's six foot seven. They own a cattle ranch. (laughs) Like they're strong men. Yeah. So that was a little, little nervous, but like, I'm actually like a pretty sensitive guy. So I get pretty emotional sometimes. Mm. (laughs) And like, I was like, I recited like a few, like I just wrote down words that Mm -hmm. I thought described Allie. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, uh, can I marry your daughter, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. They said, yes. That was like in December, like Christmas time. Were they like, it was like an easy yes for them? Yeah, I think so. I think it was definitely me being the nervous one. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were in Hawaii. We actually went there for another person's wedding that we did not do it at the wedding <laughs> don't i'm not one of those but we went to uh, someone else's wedding turner cavender shout out he's got jamodi podcast check it out okay. um he got married to stephanie cavender in like north shore area the big island or the honolulu island oahu mm-hmm. and um so that was on the first night and then like we stayed another two nights there and I rented out this I like get nerd out on like Airbnb and different kinds of cool little places to stay so I rented out this old like this van that I got turned into an Airbnb oh man can I tell you I gotta tell you the whole truth and now he's gonna kill me (laughs) okay so uh I had intended on proposing at the top of this hike that day that we were taking Mm -hmm. but it had rained so bad that it was impossible to hike Allie got so muddy and like borderline crazy <laughs> and like <laughs> wanted to hit me and like get out of there and it was so like I had this thing in my like like pocket or whatever and I was like this is not the right time this is not the right time and so we leave that muddy as shit end up getting back to the bus and uh I uh Went in there. She was, like, going into the house to, like, there's, like, a separate house. This was, like, we make too much money to have been staying here. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put it that way. Okay. (laughs) Like, like, this was not a resort thing for Allie. And Allie has standards. And so (laughs) she had to go to an outhouse that was shared by other members of other vans to go, like, wash her face and stuff. You were trying to be all adventurous and cute. and And so I... But the bathroom was busy, but I was in the van or this old Airbus and I lit all the candle, like three candles. I had enough time. And then I'm in there, I'm lit, I'm waiting for her and then I'm going to kneel down when she comes up the bus. And then I'm listening outside and I hear this. What's the sound of sound like? Okay. Like just she was pissing outside. (laughs) In front of the bus, because the bathroom was stuffed. We were a little drunk, and she was popping a squat right in front of the goddamn bus. Romance right there. So romantic. Oh, man. The whole world knows now. I haven't told anybody in public. Our family doesn't know. Our family doesn't know. this is a funny story. Yeah. And then she walks up, and she's like, hey, honey. It's just like. And I'm still so nervous and uh, kneel down and propose and she said yes and made sweet, sweet love. <laughs> oh, and then we went so to Maui funny. for three days and I, uh, on the south, I should have done on the Southwest flight and mm-hmm. I know that sounds tacky as fuck, but uh, I got the companion pass this year, so I'm mm-hmm. a loyal Southwest oh, no. fan. Look um, at you. Anyways, 
I got on the loudspeaker because Southwest people are super nice. American Airlines sucks. <laughs> and uh, I sang, um, don't hold me, baby. Oh. And if it's quite all right, I okay. love you, baby. And Did I was people on sing the along? Thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how's, it, how's the chorus go? Hang on. No. I love you, baby. And if it's quite all right, I love you, babe. <laughs> so I did that on the Southwest. I was doing a little yeah, yeah. here. That was not bad. Um, so, yeah, and then we, we didn't tell anybody. She's not a big social media person, mm -hmm. so which I actually really That's love. That's good, yeah. And uh, we didn't tell anybody for three days and came home and told Just people. enjoyed it. Enjoyed the three <clears throat> Yeah, as soon as you tell people, your phone's locked up. And everybody's wanting to celebrate, and which is fine. Yeah, that's wanting them to want you to think that, you know, everyone's celebrating. Yeah, well, I have to say that I think that that engagement story is probably one of the best I've heard, if yeah. not the best. She's not going to like this one. <laughs> She's not going to like this one. I did not plan, it's like, genuine, some... Ex it's you know, It's, like organic you know what i mean yeah and it's similar kind of to like, the way we met exactly that's exactly what i was gonna say it's very similar to like and she how feels you met the and same how, way and how like your relationship sounds like it is too it's just like natural easy going go with the flow and it just feels good and it feels right so ultimately who cares you got engaged and you love each other yeah. it doesn't matter how it happened yeah it was a i still think that's a great story to tell your kids one thing i think we will <laughs> i think we will um i'm sure Allie will at some point she's you know what um what I love about her is she's like, oh, yeah, that was perfect. That was great. <laughs> like, like, she's not somebody that looks to have a moment so it can be shared on Instagram. Yeah. We have Isn't literally, you know what we have? We have Polaroid pictures from that. I love that. We have those little Polaroid pictures. We didn't take I any. I have no photos from the engagement. That's awesome. I mean, I think that's um, better. I mean, we've all become so. Yeah. Dependent on social media and like sharing those moments and like. The Insta photo, you know, like with the nice background to make sure that it looks nice on our feed, and it's so it's so staged, empty. man. And it's empty. Ugh. Like there's no. That's not what it was. I remember when Instagram first started. I don't know how long ago. A long time ago, it was just about taking cool pictures with a cool filter. You know, like it was more about. I'm not against. Oh, I'm not against like promotion and utilizing it as a tool to promote business right. and Same. or your own brand <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean I but i i agree it plays a play there but like i i don't know i've always found this my ability in person i think it's it stems to social media too i know when you're fucking bullshitting right yeah like like some people say you need to earn someone's respect i've always believed you have my respect until you lose it I'm I'm a I'm a trusting person. I'll trust you until you lose my trust. Yeah, you know, same thing. Well, I think it's like it it puts you in a very negative place when you don't trust someone right off the start. But guess what? You can lose my respect in like five seconds. Yeah. If I if it's the wrong introduction, mm -hmm. <laughs> if that person you can just read it. Yeah. By the same tune, everyone has it. You don't have to earn it. You always have it until you lose it. Yeah, agreed. So when is the wedding? Great question. <laughs> we got engaged in February, then COVID happened. So we're doing it. It is hell or high water happening. Mm -hmm. Whoever, however many guests end up showing up, we'll see. But Memorial Day weekend in Santa Fe, New Mexico. This year? This year. Oh, so in what, May? Three months. Oh, wow. Is that three months? Yeah, about-ish, I think. March, April, May, three months. Yeah, May 29th, Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's at this like beautiful ranch. Uh, it's on an Indian reservation. Mm -hmm. um, but New Mexico is crazy on the COVID. Mm -hmm. Crazy yeah. on the COVID. They're like more, more strict than California even. Um, so there were some nervous moments there. And, mm -hmm. you know, my instinct was let's control what we can control and do it in Texas. Yeah. But we had like a, a make or break visit in December to kind of decide what was going on and 100% mm -hmm. support what the family and Allie wants to do. And so we're going to do it in Santa Fe. It's a Saturday wedding. It's a holiday weekend. This is what I wanted for a wedding was like you never get to talk to everybody, right? Right. If you're getting married. 
So we're doing a Saturday wedding, Sunday pool party, fly home Monday. Perfect. You that kind of jam. You to have like quality time yeah. with people, say hi to everybody. Yeah. And the preferred choice. hotel is a casino, so. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so it should be good. Um, people from all over hopefully will be coming. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. It was really kind of what what was important to her. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's going to be pretty epic, I, I think. Bet. I mean, Santa Fe. Yeah, and we get to like, BYOB, so like I, I got it. the right guy in charge. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, <laughs> I think you know someone. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. How fun. Yeah, we're and excited. We're doing our uh, honeymoon in Maui where I we went when we got engaged. Are you guys going back to the van? Uh, the fuck no. <laughs> no, no. It's the Andas. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be nice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. Are you single? I am. How's Keep it going? <laughs> it's been, well, I was ready to start dating again in 2020, but then this little virus came, you know, that was super inconvenient. For was that like dating. from a bad breakup or something? The virus? No, like you said you were ready oh, to start dating. So, yeah-ish. Yeah. Um, I've been, I've been single. My last serious relationship was about three years ago, um, got semi-engaged. When I say semi, is he proposed without a ring. And as we were searching for rings, we were on a trip in D.C. He proposed without a ring. We came back. We were looking for rings. And then I find out within that time that he had been cheating on me with two did, people. Did, did he get down on one knee without a ring? <laughs> it wasn't at one knee. He was a very interesting guy. He was an artist. So Sounds like an asshole. Yeah, oh, yeah. He was a total dick. <laughs> 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 so... Yeah, I mean, we were in D.C. We weren't even, like, drinking at the time. It was, like, early in the day. We had this really nice lunch. The day was beautiful. It was fall in D.C., which is, I don't know if you've been to D.C. But D.C. is pretty I, cool. I love it. I, we, I, I had to go to, for work, and he came along, and we were at lunch, and he just said, like, I want to marry you. And I said, okay. Was, are, you are you proposing? And he was like, well, kind of. I don't have a ring, but I want us to get married. And I said, okay, let's do it. And then when we came back, we started looking at rings, and... I found out that he was cheating, so, yeah. So after that, it took me a while to get back, and I was really focused on my career, and then COVID hit, mm -hmm. so, yeah, here we are. Yeah, like, right off the bat, mm -hmm. like, it's like me in business. If I were to go, if, if a customer says, yeah, I'd love to work with you, how many cases would you like to buy? <laughs> like, if yeah, they're like, not going to give you an answer. <laughs> Here. Yeah, yeah. Where's my ring? But that's rough. Um, yeah. But hey, 2000 happened, uh, 2020, and you got ready to start dating, and then uh, COVID happened. Yeah. I couldn't imagine dating and being single in the COVID world. Oh, no. It's starting to somewhat date again or, like, talk to people and going back on the dating apps, but they're just so exhausting. Are you comfortable, like, going to a bar and just, like, striking up a conversation with someone? I haven't done that in a very long time because I haven't been to a bar in a long time. <laughs> well, okay. but short answer, no, not all the time. It, it takes a lot. I'm very to be confident comfortable? in other areas. Like uh. this is, I, I'm super comfortable and confident talking to you or like with my friends, but me going up to a guy at a bar, it's, it takes a lot for me to do it. Yeah. But is it, what if it was someone you weren't attracted to and you weren't trying to hit on them? Would it be easy oh, to yeah. talk to him? Yeah, 100%. It'd be easy to talk to, so like, the bartender oh, or yeah. whatever. That I do all the time. So yes. that's what you're doing. That's, I think, a mentality I think you need to take to it. Like, okay. it doesn't fucking matter who this person is. I'm just going to talk to them like they're the fat bartender behind the bar. <laughs> and guess what? Who knows what might happen? Yeah. Well, you're right. I, I don't know. I just did all those dating apps, and, like, I just got, so, fr I got so frustrated because... Well, tell I, me, I tell me about your experience. Which ones did you do? I did uh, Hinge for a minute, mm -hmm. uh, Tinder, just to look at thoughts. <laughs> just kidding. That's a Brent Crable comment. I know. For, <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> shout out to I'll have a double <laughs> podcast and Juan Branch. Yeah. What's up, Jesse Koo? Yeah, um, they're great. Uh, and then Bumble was the main source, mm -hmm. but the Bumble, the girl has to initiate the conversation, right? Yes. And like I throw out my, my quick one liners that like knock out the awkwardness, I hope, for the most part. Mm -hmm. And then I'm pretty quick to say, hey, can I have your number? Let's chat. And then I'll call. Mm -hmm. And they'll never pick up. 
And then, like, some people will pick up and be like, oh, my God, you're calling me. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, it it's a, so maybe when- I'm a different age. I don't know. But, like, I I feel like if you're not having a real conversation in text or call after 24 hours, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't like the texting for three weeks and then never talking. Oh, that's That's for- one thing. So, at the beginning oh, of Oh, that's COVID, a thing? Oh, I mean, no. I don't do that. But yeah. it, it's definitely a thing. At the beginning of COVID, I... Because I was ready to date, I was on the dating apps and COVID hit, but I was still on the apps and I had already like started to like talk to certain people and I had virtual dates. I had like FaceTime dates with people. So there was actually this one guy that we like cooked together and we had drinks together all via FaceTime, which was actually pretty nice. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it was really cool, but it just, it was hard to maintain because we couldn't see each other like physically, you know, in person. And I am a kind of person that I need to see the person. Were you against seeing him? No, because of COVID, really. or I mean, at that moment, like we didn't know. Like it was before masks, like before anything, before we knew anything. So we were just in lockdown. Yeah, but like, like were you scared to go see him? I was. Like, okay. I mean, I didn't know. I'm by myself here. I don't have family, so I was like, if I get sick and I die, like who's yeah. gonna know? Yeah. You know. <laughs> Now I don't care. Like, okay, let me rewind. I do care. (laughs) But I'm also of the mentality of if we're taking care of each other, life has to go on, you know, as hard as it is, but life has to go on. I've traveled. I went and saw my family in Colombia in December. You know, we were safe and we were cautious and we all got tested. But you kind of have to, like, keep going. Yeah. And guess what? This ain't the last pandemic. I know. Fucking shit needs to move on. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully in our lifetime it is. But no, it's not. I hope it is. No, it's not. And it's okay. Yeah. Life happens. Yeah. You just got to move on. You got to keep living. Yeah. So, I don't know. Hopefully things will change this year. So, if you have any single friends, you know, um, <laughs> What's your type? I don't have a type. Good. I don't like that question. What's I like your, someone... what's your, uh, uh, what do they call it? My love um, language? No, 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 no. You're, um, that annoys the fuck out of you. What do they call that? Pet, Pet peeves. peeves. Yeah. <sighs> okay. There's... Just give me one. Number one. That, I... like, you've been on a date and it's just, like, no, no, no chance. When they just talk about themselves and there's, like, no questions. They don't, they're not interested in really getting to know me, just making themselves look good. You want to know what mine is? What? With the rude to wait stuff. Fucking deal breaker. True. Yeah. That too. So that if they want to talk about themselves, it'll be easy to figure out who those people are. Right. I don't want a narcissist. What you don't <laughs> want is like someone that you think is super sweet that is just not. Yeah. I want, I mean, and it's hard to say and hard to like really determine at the beginning, I guess. I don't know. But just someone who's on the same page, who's someone who wants something real, not just, you know, to fuck around. Well, we get a lot of those. I didn't want anything necessarily. 100% real with Allie from the start. It happens, though. Yeah. So sometimes you got to fuck around to figure it out. I have fucked around so much. Yeah, but <laughs> guess what? I mean, getting any younger. I know. Might as well fuck around while we I can know. fuck around. But what I mean by that is just, like, don't be afraid to take risks would be my only advice. Don't be afraid to talk to just random people at a bar or at a restaurant or at a coffee shop. Lean away from the bumble. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I wasn't meant to meet Allie, mm-hmm. but I've always had a mentality of just kind of speaking to people yeah. and like make connections and it'll kind of work. I, hope, I, I, I believe it'll work itself out. Yeah. Can I ask how old you are? I'm 34. Okay. Yeah. You're getting that moment where you're starting to think like all that jazz. You want kids? I don't know. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. It's not like a top priority for me. I think I would be totally fine dating someone who already had kids, and that's it. Totally fine. That's with a that. good move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and toddlers, I, I mean, obviously. I mean, I wouldn't just care. Kidding. I mean, I wouldn't care. <laughs> I actually dated a guy who had a toddler. Um, yeah. I would love to have kids, but it's also like if it's not in the cards, it's not in the cards. Yeah. You know, it's not like a. It's not, it's not a make or break for me in a relationship. Like, if I met the love of my life and he was just, he already had kids and he was like, you know, I don't want any more, I'd be like, okay, fine. Let's get more dogs and cats. Well, that just opens <laughs> up a whole lot more territory. Yeah. Like, why aren't you living in Plano? Yeah. <laughs> Gross. 
<laughs> you, you can be the round two. No, no. Get I don't know. That sounds mic. like you're a pretty what? That sounds like you're a pretty cool chick. So thank I, you. Um, is this your full time job? Are you making no, money on I'm this? Money. <laughs> I'm not making money on the podcast right now, but I do have a full time job. I work at a Harry Hines at one of the strip clubs. <laughs> I, I literally was like, where is this going? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I have a full-time job. I work for basically corporate America. So, All right, people. So you're out there. You hear this now. Uh, I can't believe that this turned around yeah, on me. No, we, we're going to make this happen for Andrea. I just, I can't believe you have a date and debate podcast and you ain't getting dates. No, not. <laughs> like, I mean, 2020 happened. I mean, you have a but, podcast called Date and I Debate. I know, but maybe dates, that's yeah. what, like, scaring people away. That they're like, oh, this girl's going to talk about me, which is not at all what happens. I don't talk about my dates. I talk you about other should. people's dates. I had a blog about it, so that's what inspired yeah, this Yeah, what was the name of the blog? I can't make this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> that's like when Allie was pissing outside of the van. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. One love, Allie. That's funny. Why don't we do like uh, the pitch dating show for you or something? <laughs> Have you done them. that yet? Um, when we first started, Christiana did pitch me, but this was when we were on Zoom. This was way later. No, actually, I take that back. I don't I, know. In if fact, I, want. I think a better way to do it would be just come out with me. <laughs> okay, let's do it. I'll come out with you and Allie. <laughs> yeah. And be my wingman. Yeah. Why don't we just fucking just let's you just need some wingman? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, that's what I need. And at least at anything, you might make out with someone, you know, <laughs> like that's nothing wrong I with mean, that. I mean, I'm not going to say that I don't have like my little outlet. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, not that? Oh. What? No. No, no, an actual <laughs> outlet, you know. Anyway, okay. This conversation is going a different direction. That's what happens with the bourbon. So what's next? Well, we're approaching the hour, and I was going to ask you for some advice, but you already gave some advice. So do you have any advice for, you gave me advice as a single woman. Do you have any advice for single men out there that are also on the hunt? Because I also refuse to believe that men (coughs) don't have the same struggles that women do in finding like that right person. So what advice do do you have for single men? Figure out who you are first. Don't like say this but like i say don't drag someone into a shitty situation if you're gonna cheat on a girl don't date her thank you (laughs) yes like if you know what your tendencies are if you know that you're not in a place to commit don't commit but what you'll find is even when you find the one and you don't know it yet you'll have those tendencies but you'll feel very guilty about it. Hmm. Listen to that guilt. Listen to that guilt. I'll put it that way. Mic drop. (laughs) Oh, I was a little loud. No, that was perfect. It just fell. Well, Jimmy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can people find you? Instagram at JimmyCollins101. Um, LinkedIn, James Collins. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you might Facebook, get some business out of Jimmy this. Collins. <laughs> I'm looking at starting a podcast. I would love to work with Andrea just to learn her, um, how she navigates it. But maybe it might be called um, uh, Catahios and Conversations or oh, Conversations with Collins and talk more wine and spirits. Um, but also um, sales from different industries, whether it is alcohol or healthcare or medical supply or uh, PR, whatever, but finding ways to understand what makes different relationships and businesses, what's synonymous between them all, because there's something that connects good business with good business. So be on the lookout. I have no page. It'll probably be called at Jimmy Collins 101. So be on the lookout for it. Well, looking forward to it. Here to help Thanks in any way me. that I can. It was such a pleasure to have you. Thank you for the drinks. And uh, you're welcome back anytime. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. If you like what you heard, spread the word. Bye.